It's a sunny day in Karachi, the financial capital of Pakistan. Dozens of school and college students, both girls and boys, are busy demonstrating, shouting, save the children and stop Muslim genocide in Myanmar. A local organization, the Anwar Habib Foundation, is a Pakistani religious not-for-profit organization. It organized the protest. Alama Saida Habib, the founder of the Anwar Habib Foundation in Karachi, says the aim of the protest is to put pressure on the government to speak up for the Rohingya community in Myanmar. It feels like Muslim genocide is becoming written into some parts of international policy. I feel like our rulers are just asleep and don't care about what is going on. In my opinion, every sane person should understand this point, but people here seem to be busy just enjoying the routine of their lives, eating, sleeping and working. We can't expect the Nobel laureate Aung San Suu Kyi to help us. What we want is to wake our rulers from their slumber and get serious about Rohingya issues in Myanmar. Not all of the protesters come from the Rohingya community, although they are staging it where the majority of Rohingyas in Karachi live, in the Arkan Abad colony. There are many young women protesting, who believe that because most Pakistanis share a religion with the Rohingyas, it is their duty to stand up and protest on their behalf. There's a strong smell spreading across the slums of Arkanabad. It is the smell of dried shrimps, which fishermen have brought from the coast nearby. It's usual here for 10 to 15 families to share one water tap. Malnutrition and diarrhea are common amongst children here. The black smoke from nearby factories disguises the real colour of the sky. But so far, its actions have stopped there. Many of the Rohingya in Pakistan don't have official permits, despite contributing to the economy through their fishing activities. The only way for many Rohingya to get identity cards in Pakistan is to first declare themselves as Bangladeshis and then claim a Pakistani registration with their Bangladeshi status, which is easier. That is what 21-year-old Arman Fida hopes to do, but it's difficult, he explains. The officials demand 400 US dollars for a national identity card. I earn $250 a month, so how can I pay them that much amount? It would take me six or seven months to pay the loan I'd borrowed from someone. It's a difficult deal for a poor person like me. Amongst the young Rohingyas, there is growing dissatisfaction with the Pakistani authorities. Wali Mohammed is 21. He has been unemployed for the last few months. He meets up with other jobless friends in the evenings. I left school when I was 15 to support the family. The only option open to me was to go to the sea to fish. But now the Coast Guards check identity cards, which we don't have, so I've been deprived of my livelihood. Lots of us don't have access to the same facilities which Pakistanis have. One of Wali's friends turns on a video on his cell phone. I weep for a long time when I watch these kinds of videos of what is going on in Rakhine province. One which stuck in my mind was of a girl who was stripped naked and then raped by 10 to 15 people. Later she was tied up with rope and burnt alive.
Because of the problem with getting identity cards, most members of the Rohingya community have remained poor. Even when they have a job, they are only entitled to half the daily wages Pakistanis can expect because of their lack of a legal work permit. We, the Rohingya, are being killed by Buddhists there in Myanmar, whereas Pakistanis kill us daily here in Pakistan. The Buddhists kill us once by shedding our blood, whereas Pakistanis kill us in installments bit by bit. This is the only difference. It is midnight in Arkan Abad colony, but the jobless young men are still awake and angry. One of Wali's friends starts singing a song, inciting other young men to take up arms. The song says that young Rohingya men should go to Rakhine in Myanmar for jihad, and with the mercy of God, they should take revenge for their relatives. The song declares, we, the young Rohingya, will take back our land and rule there once again. So far, the Pakistani authorities have not acknowledged this growing dissatisfaction. The danger now is that other radical groups will capitalise upon the young men's anger and recruit them to fight jihad around the world. The Rohingya community in Pakistan may not be its largest minority group, but their anger stoked up by watching brutal videos is a ticking time bomb which could explode at any time.